I often wonder what would happen if volunteers, voluntary groups, charitable organizations, carers, community workers and voluntary fundraisers stopped doing what they do. What exactly would happen? Well, I believe that the country would freefall into chaos. It's been suggested to me on many an occasion, and again on this program this evening, that one day, just one day in the year, be put aside to show our appreciation to those who work hard on a voluntary basis to make life easier and even possible for those in difficulty. Not just a token gesture day, but a real, significant, purposeful day of thanks and appreciation. This evening and Where the Road Takes Me, I pay my annual visit to the charity and fundraising shop Tarishtok in Dunmanway. For those of you who haven't a grasp of the Gaelge, Tarishtok means come in. Rose Kelly from Tarishtok will speak later about the new poor, the middle earners who up to now wouldn't dream of entering a charity shop. Now, they have no choice. The fat cats have no scruples about raising rents, mortgages and energy costs. So, come with me to Dunmanway and to Tarishtok, and we'll meet those who give and some of those who accept. As always, I thank you for joining us and bid you welcome to another edition of Where the Road Takes Me. This month, Tarish Dock Dunmanway celebrates its 15th anniversary. That's 15 years of helping the local community close by and beyond. As part of their annual celebrations, they donate funds to various voluntary organizations, 17 of whom will benefit this year. Now, we can't speak to all 17, but we will speak to some. Here in Tarish Dock, there's a fantastic bunch of volunteers who work tirelessly each and every day with the sole purpose of helping those in need. Let's meet one of them, Rose Kelly. And every year, Rose puts things into perspective for us. Last year, it was the social side effects of COVID. This year, it's rising costs and the new poor. First of all, Ms. John, I want to thank you for coming again today. You've been an absolutely ambassador for Tarish Dock and C103. The team inside have been amazing. The question you ask, a lot of changes, John, a lot of changes. We see a different clientele, obviously, with the different Ukrainians, Polish, Latvians. You know, they're lovely people and they're very, very welcome. But, you know, John, I worry about the new poor, the middle class, as we always called them before. They're the people that are paying for everything. And I worry about them. I worry about their mortgages. I worry about the lack of medical card, their free drug card. They don't get anything from the government. And this morning at seven o'clock, we heard in the news that the people on the, that mortgage thing, they're getting another hike. I know a couple that's paying 300 extra now because this is the third rise the banks have put on their mortgages. Tracker mortgages, they yeah. call it, I think. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. And my husband and myself have often said, why aren't these young people out shouting like they do in other countries? They take everything lying down. And as I said, they're the new poor, John. And we worry about them. We, as grandmothers down in Tarish Dock, we talk about it every day. And we, we worry about them because we said, it can't go on. I heard of a couple buying a house, actually in Bandon, for 300000 300000 Like, that's a lot of money and that's a lot of paying back. And they didn't even have money left over to do it up. But they couldn't get a house. And that was only this morning. 
And the pressure that must be on oh. a couple like that, because you're talking about 25 years, how optimistic are you that you're going to be still in employment in 25 years' time? You've got to think down that road as well. John, we educated our families and made sure they had, they had good jobs. And we made sure that they were going to bring in a good wage to our family. But whatever wage you have now, it won't do with the overheads that are there today. Mm. And that's what we, as grannies, worry about our family. And it's a new, a new poor that comes into our shop. Like before, you'd be ashamed of your life to go into a charity or fundraising shop. But not anymore. We help them now. We help them. And we, you could see they're under pressure. But going back to the... Our new asylum seekers and coming into our country. Oh my God, God forbid if we ever had a war and we had to flee from our country. I don't know what would happen. But think about our own as well, please. And we'll hear more from Rose later in the programme. Well, groups involved with multiple sclerosis, co-action, Torah soccer and Dunmanway 10k road race were some of the beneficiaries of financial support from Tarish Dock. So also was Dunmanway CFR, Community First Responders, which was set up to respond to the likes of cardiac arrest, chest pains, heart attack, stroke and choking. Yvonne Cahalan is coordinator of Dunmanway CFR. We do have a lot of volunteers that are trained further than Community First Responder and there has been times where National Ambulance Service have called for us to assist them, especially over Christmas when they were inundated with calls to be able to assist with, with further things like falls, fainting, seizures, different things like that. But we run in, air, in an area from Balneen over to Drimalik, Drina and Demanway and everywhere in between to be able to respond to get there faster to help somebody. When somebody needs help, they call you first and the reason for that is quite simple because you're in the area. How they call us is the important bit. Yeah. They still call the 999 or 112. And because we're linked with the National Ambulance Service, they'd give us a, a text message telling us what the call is about, where they're located. We're able to give them a phone call, as in we're hopping into the car. The phone is, is, is being dialed as we're driving. Um, safety first always, but the phone is, is, is being rung. And um, we get extra details. They might tell us it's a purple door or it's the last house in the corner we'll ask important questions like is there COVID in the house has their condition deteriorated different information like that and likewise when we get there we're able to give the National Ambulance Service a call again and update them and go we're, everything's okay here we've got them settled they're comfortable they're, they're experiencing chest pain or we've, we've given them aspirin and they're, they're sitting comfortably but they are advised to go to the, the hospital so transport will still arrive if it's an escalated scenario they might call for helicopters for transportation if it's in an area where we've gotten to but we've identified there's no way an ambulance is going to get here then we'll be able to update the National Ambulance Service and they'll put a call out for the the helicopter to come and pick them up instead. And when the ambulance does arrive then they take over? They can take over sometimes they ask us to hang on and help them out if one of our teams so we we all run on a, a rotation basis so that everybody gets a break as well which is the reason why we need all the more volunteers so that we can spread it out and respond faster but that everybody does get a chance to have a break as well when we get a call and let's say the ambulance arrive we're typically there first because we are in that surrounding area we're going to have responders in in every nook that can get there faster and that's the purpose of getting the cpr started as soon as possible to improve and to ensure the survival of life 
Last year, when Tarish Dock celebrated 14 years of service and support to the community, you may remember I spoke to Martin DeLay, who was captain of the West Cork Jesters Mixed Ability Rugby Team. And they were about to take part in the Mixed Ability World Cup, which was played in Musgrave Park in Cork. Tarish Dock sponsored their jerseys for the event. The team made it to the men's fifth-place plate playoff and drew with Halifax Magpies on a scoreline of 75 points apiece. While winning would have been the icing on the cake, it was always about taking part. Since I spoke to Martin last year, the West Cork Jesters have now evolved into boxing as well. Christine Corrigan is with the Jesters. For her, it started with her son Paul, who has an intellectual disability and a member of West Cork Jesters. It's more than a sport. It's actually a movement at this stage. So we have a, a men's team, we have a women's team and we have an underage team now as well. So it's just brilliant because it brings everybody together. And um, my son, like he, he just has epilepsy, so he's fine. He can run around and everything. And now there's almost like three categories, we would say, in the West Corkchesters because you have the people who had originally started off for. And then you also have the players, the experienced players and the coaches who all do it voluntarily as well. And uh, we're always looking for more coaches more people to help us along but also now we have um, say mothers like myself you know who don't fit into either those two categories but at the same time we're learning as well but it's a great facility because a lot of the time when you're looking after someone all the time you don't get to do much yourself so this is a fantastic opportunity you know and just from my own side I never played sport as a child or anything so it'll be my first time out in the field playing sport all that kind of thing and um, a lot of the women feel like that so yeah there's great camaraderie and we absolutely love it and the West Cork Jesters it's more than just rugby and boxing and I must mention now Mark Gaffney because um, he's our boxing coordinator in Drummer League and um, the rugby has really involved now into boxing as well boxing is on every Tuesday night at half seven in Drummer League Hall and um, again that's for everyone of all abilities all ages all genders and um, they did a four-week trial session in LEP so you can go down to LEP on a Friday night and apparently there's still one more week left so it's in Lep Hall 6.45 and uh, that's for a four week trial and they're hoping to do it in other um, places as well and it's 7.30 every Tuesday in Drummer League. Christine Corrigan from West Cork Jesters. Christine by the way is also a first responder. Well, last year, the Jesters jerseys were sponsored by Terry Stock for their participation in the Mixed Ability Rugby World Cup. The Jesters, as Christine has just said, have evolved since then and are very appreciative of the financial support from Terry Stock this year. I'm in Dunmanway for this week's edition of Where the Road Takes Me, as the charity shop celebrates 15 years supporting the community. You know, you can hear and read so much about the work they do, but you really have to come here... Come in, as the name Tarishdok and Gaelga means, and meet the volunteers who run the shop on a daily basis, but also witness firsthand the sheer enthusiasm they have for their work. While in Dunmanway, I meet Reggie Chambers, chairperson of Dunmanway Agricultural Show, which takes place in the town on the first Sunday of July each year. Apart from the hotly contested classes for horses, ponies, cattle, sheep and the likes, there's a vast range of sideshows to keep everybody happy. But before we take a look at this year's show, Reggie's been telling me how COVID affected a show that's been running since the 1940s. COVID had an effect on everyone really you know we had no show for uh, 20 or 21 uh, we started again in, in 22 uh, we found it difficult to motivate ourselves it was <laughs> it's all voluntary 
uh, we found it difficult to motivate ourselves. But um, we found when we had the show, we had the biggest attendance we ever had at the show. People were mad to get out and love to get out and meet and talk again. I put that down to COVID for being locked up for so long. We had a, a tremendous show and it uh, in, invigorated us to move on and, and keep going again, yeah. Reminds us of the saying, it's nil wind that doesn't blow some good. I possibly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking, of course, about an institution. It's a show that's been going for so long. Yeah, this will be our 73rd show. I think the first show, because we missed a, a few years with Foot Out and we missed with COVID. I think the first show was 1948, before I was born. <laughs> uh, and um, I think there was a root and grain show, some small show previous years before that. But I think the, f- the first actual uh, real show was in 1948, to the best of my knowledge. How long are you involved now? Um, I'm involved, I'm hopeless on dates and times, but I'm here with, uh, I'm surely here with 20 years anyway, yeah. Now, 2023, talk to me about what's lined up, when it's on, what's on, and the amount of work that's gone into this year's show. Because I presume, like a lot of shows like that and a lot of festivals, you nearly start when the other one, the previous one, is finished. We started uh, for 23 show uh, straight away after 22 show. We always have a meeting after the show and we look, go through each section. And we see, you know, um, maybe how can we improve that section? Uh, What went wrong maybe in that section? And that's where we start. Then or we have a secretary who, who does all the paperwork for us. Then we scale down. Then we start again about two months before the show. We start printing and sending out letters to our sponsors, which I must say, you know, we'd have no show without our sponsors. And I always emphasize that our spon- sponsorship is very important to all agri shows. And between the sponsorship and volunteer work, uh, there'd be no shows. That's what keeps us going. The classes we have this year are the same as ever earlier. I, I start with the horse classes. I was the main class in the horse section is the Murray Brothers Broodmere Championship. We have a very good class there, Horse Sport Ireland. It's a 1,500 euro young handlers competition. It's a lovely championship and uh, the young handlers, it's lovely to see the young handlers in work and it's the training ground for, the, for going forward for anyone showing uh, horses or cattle. It's a programme that was deferred a few weeks back due to circumstances beyond our control and the control of Tarishtock. But this evening, we bring you our annual visit to Tarishtock, the charity shop in Dunmanway, on their 15th anniversary. Part 2 is up and running after the break. <laughs>